an ex-storyteller, Susan, she had a sense that something in her house was amiss. Something was wrong when she started getting signals from her best friend, Daiko. I live in New Orleans, and I have a dog, and her name is Daikon. Fast forward, I move into this place, an old Victorian on the bayou, called the Bayou St. John. And she would never just walk in the house. I'd open the front door, and she'd stop. She'd go in the house, and she'd be staring in the living room. So I always knew there was something in the living room. I didn't know what it was. This was a Sunday in October, early October, on that Sunday night. Got into bed, my dog Daikon was on her pillow across the room, turned off the light, and I couldn't go to sleep. There was something that just kept presence that was in the room with me. And I could feel the presence on my back, breathing on my neck. Like, this is crazy. And I would turn over the other way. I still felt it. It was there. That same feeling of that heat when you put it just up to your face. Just before you touch your face. That's what it felt like. I felt like it now was nose to nose with me. And it was there. It was there. With whatever it was, it was there in the bed with me. So this went on for about an hour and a half, two hours in the darkness. I finally turn on the light, but it's midnight now. So I go in the bathroom, splash water on my face, and I'm like, all right, stop. Go back to bed. So I, I go back in my bedroom. I got in the bed. I reached up and turned off the light. And before my hand was away, the whole bed slammed and the headboard hit the wall. It slammed the wall. And I immediately, in that split second, thought, that's the dog, Daikon, trying to get in bed with me. So I quickly turned on the light, and I looked down, sound asleep. She was sound asleep. And I was like, O-M-G, it's in my bedroom. And then I pulled the covers up really tight around my neck. And that's when I saw it, him. And it was an older white man, really, really pale. He had a very thin, thin nose. It was long and narrow, kind of had a little point at the end. And he had long gray hair, bald on top, stringy long. And he was wearing one of those turn-of-the-century or mid-1800s, I'm not sure, one of those nightgowns where they used to tie it around their neck and then it tied around the, their wrists. And then it was open, you know, at the bottom. A nightgown. And that's who was in my room. And so I laid there all night. I don't know what made me stay there. I had no idea. I got up the next morning you know, got dressed, went to work, and I called a friend of mine, and she was crazy mad at me. 
Something's in your house. It's coming to your bedroom. You need to get out of there. You need to get out of there. So when I came home that night from work, my dog came out of the house onto the porch, which she never does, and was pushing against my knees. What's going on? And I'm petting her, and I'm petting her. And I looked down, and she had chewed her tail to a bloody stump. She was completely wigged out. So I took heed to my friend's advice and I took my dog out of the situation for the week. Then by middle of the week, I guess it was about Wednesday, I decided this was crazy. So I came home from work, I went straight to my bedroom down the hallway. The dog, Daikon, would not come in the bedroom. And I just stood in my bedroom and I said, all right, enough. I'm really sorry you're trapped here. I'm really sorry that you have a miserable life. I said, but it's over. I can't help you. I can't do anything to make it better. But I will tell you, get the out of my bedroom. Get the F out of my bedroom. And while you're at it, if you touch or torture my dog again, I will burn this house. Do not torture my dog. Leave her alone. Go back to your hole in the living room. You were fine there. I accepted you there, but you've crossed the line. And I kind of was shaking when I was saying it, but it was empowering at the same time. I took my dog and we went for a walk. I came back that night. I thought, well, let's see what happens. And she followed me into the room, my dog. It was back in the living room. I think within two or three weeks of that, I decided I was moving. I didn't want to put Daikon through that. So that's what happened. So I moved, and I moved three blocks away. I have a great place. Daikon loves it. Totally fine there. She's like a whole nother dog. Never choose herself. Thank you, Susan, for telling us your story. We are so glad to hear that Daikon is still wagging her tail. Throw our bone from us here with the snap. That story was produced by Mark Ristich, Aaron Neff, and Renzo Gorio.